Alright. Okay, so if we're all ready to go. Somebody brushing their teeth? I was scratching my beard. (laughs) And there's the cold open for the show this week. Set your phasers to sexy. Welcome to another episode of True North Nerds! Yay! Yay! This week we cover the news and we also do a review of uh, Transformers something... Something, something, something Siege! Siege, War for Rise of Cybertron? It's War It has so many subtitles. It's a Transformers on, on Netflix. Netflix. Something happened on Cybertron. Yeah. Let's call it that. Transformers. Something happened on Cybertron. Yeah. Did did we think it was more than meets the eye, or just a truck sitting in the driveway? <laughs> That's a very Stay good... tuned to find out. I've been working on that one all day. It sounded like it too. <laughs> but you couldn't look up the title of the show. Nope. Yeah, it was the joke I was going for. Screw uh-huh. the title. Sure. <laughs> so with us today is Jen. Hi. Ryan. Hello. And Kevin. That is me. So before we get to uh, Transformers and the news, uh, we'll do a little bit of uh, in-house housekeeping. Uh, Our own Kevin has a sort of new Star Trek podcast. Yes. Yes, I do. So the crew of us who was doing Earl Grey on Trek FM... We have left that network and we have moved to a new network called the United Federation of Podcasts. And our new show there is called Galaxy Class. Uh, the first couple of episodes have been recorded and are in the can already and should be premiering very, very soon. I think the network likes us to have three episodes done before they release any. So um, we will be uh, we will be back in your podcast feeds very soon. Yay! It's, I'm having a good time podcasting with those guys. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a different experience in podcasting with you guys, who I've known so well for for the last few years. These people I met at Star Trek Las Vegas last summer. They live all over the world, so it's pretty cool to get sort of international um, international <laughs> ideas and uh, perspectives on Star Trek: The Next Generation. Cool. Well, I'm glad I, you're having fun and uh, I make. Make sure to post the links up. Uh, I think you already have for the your Facebook group, but just yes. in case, and you know, post them up in in our group, and so people can go and find it. Right, and I and I don't know if I mentioned it, and if I did, I'm going to mention it again. The new show is called Galaxy Class, which I think Ooh. is a pretty cool title. So, uh, in my department, uh, as loyal listeners probably know. I uh, have my own radio show that's been in the works on 89.1 Max FM. And uh, the the Thursday that this episode airs, so uh, August 13th uh, at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the show will uh, be on the air. So for uh, those of you who do not live in our area, which is 
quite a few of you, I imagine. Uh, you can just go to 891maxfm.ca. That's all one word. Uh, and there'll be uh, a link to listen live to the radio, and you'll be able to listen to the show. It's an hour, about an hour long, runs from uh, 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. currently. That that may change in the future. We'll we'll see. But uh, I, I've had a lot of fun doing it, and I know a lot of our listeners were very supportive in getting me the show, and so just wanted to keep you updated. There'll be links in like our Facebook groups and stuff like that to it as well. Once uh, I, I have, uh, I, I have seen the, uh, the official, like the, the website for the, the radio show. Like there's an official segment on max FM's website for it. That will be going live on Thursday. Nice. And it just fills me with joy, especially since the, it's got some graphics developed by uh, somebody else on this podcast. Uh, uh, Who's Ryan. that? Me. Are, are in- <laughs> <laughs> Jen, you did me. such a wonderful job. <laughs> Definitely not me. <laughs> and and Ryan should know that the uh, the people at the station were impressed with what I uh, I delivered to them. So excellent. <laughs> not well, only good. did Ryan excellently design our True North Nerds logo, but he also excellently designed your logo. And if you want to give Ryan money in order to design your logo, feel free to contact us and we'll get you in touch with Ryan. (laughs) Yes, I like money. Uh, I got bills to pay. Yeah. You know, you got to be in that. As as I sit here in this room full of toys, you know, there's adulting bills to pay, so... And, and and we are, have been alerted to more action figures on the way too. So. Well, there's that, there's that too. But <laughs> speaking of action figures and nerdy stuff, uh, Ryan, the news. The news. Okay, let's news. see. Where do we start tonight? Oh yeah, I think I might have actually written stuff down in kind of segments here, or at least grouped together. Um, okay, let's start with Disney and Disney Plus and all their great new plans and what's going on there. So. They finally, uh, we have a release date, uh, well, roughly, for Mulan, or at least a plan. It's coming in September, and it's coming to theaters, and it's coming to Disney Plus for the low, low price of $29.99 US, at least in the States. They haven't really released international pricing yet that I've seen. Um, but uh, so you can, the first thing came out is that you could rent it. Now they've come out and said, well, if you rent it, like if you pay the twenty nine ninety nine, dollars the copy of the movie is yours as long as you have your Disney Plus subscription. So kind of along the same lines as like your, uh, you know, your iTunes type stuff and your, you know, so, any of your digital platforms, really. So does that mean that it's never going to be available for free on Disney Plus? And Good it's question. only going to oh, no. be behind this like subscription wall? Well, what no do you idea. think? I, doubt I know you don't that. know. <laughs> I doubt that. Because I think I think that's really annoying and awful that they're maybe we're going to start putting their premium co- content behind a paywall when you're already yeah. paying for the subscription. Like I don't I don't think that'll happen. Like I think what'll happen is they'll you'll, we may see a few titles like this where you have this you want to watch it early at home, pay extra, or you know, you can wait the year plus before it'll come to Disney Plus. Like, yeah, that's the other thing. Are they gonna... 
Like I, my 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 theory on all the, the way what Disney will be doing with these movies, right? it'll be in theaters, and it'll do its run. Then it'll be on home video, so then they can sell their DVDs. Then it'll be free on Disney Plus. Mm. Like I don't see it when you get your physical media release. I don't see it going to Disney Plus at the same time. Like so we've gotten no movies who... early right now. Because of everything yeah. that's been going on. So it's hard to know. But I think had we not had the whole situation, like Onward wouldn't be on there yet. Yeah. So the whole um, pay twenty nine ninety nine US to rent it and then you get to keep it is just basically you're paying an early access price for something that will eventually be free if you don't want to wait a year. That's yeah. my guess. It's your yeah. guess. It's the same as if yeah. you were buying it on Blu-ray or... You know, it shows up on pay VOD before it shows up on streaming services all the time. Movies. Yeah. So yeah. Um, speaking of that, I just got uh, I'm flipping through some news, too. And there's another movie that has announced the same kind of deal and it will be released on August 28th. And that's Bill and Ted face the music. Yeah, I think we talked hmm. about that last week. Yeah, we talked about it a couple weeks. What, what service? They've moved up the uh, they've moved up the release date though. Oh, have oh. They? Okay. yeah. Okay. It was uh, they announced that it would be released in theaters and on on demand on September first, and now it's only a few days earlier, but it's now going to be August twenty eighth. So it'll okay. be on your it'll be on your like Rogers on demand, or you could probably get it from Cineplex. You know th- that kind of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, for one, don't quite understand the the uh, complaints about the price point on it, like because oh. it's uh, it's about thirty bucks, which like for Jen and I to go to the movie theaters, tickets alone, you know, well pre COVID tickets. Now, granted, right now for limited time, Cineplex tickets are really dirt cheap, but mm. like you know, the but regular you're not seeing night new movies. movies, yeah. Regular night at the movies was, you know, thirty black bucks plus concessions. Yeah, but so you're also it, paying it, for the experience of going out to the movies into yeah, a theater no. and seeing it on the giant screen with the surround sound. Like here, you're paying thirty bucks to watch it in your house. Like, if yeah, I'm really okay. if, Jen, is, it, are you are you upset because this is a movie you really want to see? Because this was the same pricing system that they had when Scoob got released earlier this yeah. summer. 30 bucks well, and nobody yeah. seemed to care people bought it like if you've I, got kids paying 30 bucks to take your whole family to the movies would be a steal so why not pay it to, to watch it at home no so. no no no. I, I i agree with that from a family point of view but i'm talking about me personally yeah. and like it's true yes tickets prices for us to go for just brent and i would be 30 bucks plus popcorn and all that stuff but I go to the movies for the experience of watching it on the big screen with the surround sound and the with the popcorn and like I go for the experience in it not nec- the, like the film is almost secondary because sometimes I just want to go to the theater and it doesn't matter what I watch I just watch whatever's there and uh, having to pay the same amount to watch it in my house like not speaking personally not as a family I totally get the deal for families that's a good price but like for me to spend the same amount of money to not get any of that experience and to watch it in my house, I don't like. But I don't understand. I don't see how they could do it fairly any other way. So, I mean, I yeah. don't begrudge them doing that. I just don't feel like I would participate in it. Yeah, I'm I'm prepared to wait until 
it's released. Yeah, I would wait till it comes out for free or until I can see it with the full experience in the theater. If we get it at Cineplex when it gets released, maybe I'll go to the cinema and see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm on the fence. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, I know they're they're taking as many precautions as they can, but it's just, it, do I want to risk it for a movie? And if yeah. so, which movie do I want to risk it for? Because mm. <laughs> well, yeah, like, I really want to see right, Mulan, but once the theater starts and the or the movie starts and the lights go out and there's no staff anywhere in the theater, like is everybody going to keep their mask on? <laughs> well, I'd like to go to the drive-in to see it. Yes, I would yeah. see it in the drive-in. That would be cool. What is the release date for Mulan? Uh, I had not seen one at the time of writing yeah. my my new note. It said September. Okay. So what about all the people who don't have Disney Plus? They just are SOL. They get Disney Plus. Disney Plus. The same way I have friends who subscribed to Disney Plus last month just to watch Hamilton, and they're canceling their subscription now that the month is over. Really? Um, September 4th is the date for Mulan. Oh, there you go. See, and then that's how Disney gets to things like the next piece of news. Uh, Apparently, Disney Plus has already reached its five-year goal of global subscribers. Uh, only wow. after after five months of uh, the official launch, has uh, it only been five launch. months? Well, worldwide, no, it's been yeah, worldwide. It's been it was November when it came on, so it's been uh, what's really. That? Uh, it feels like a lot longer months. than that because that, yeah. the Mandalorian started in November. Remember? Yeah. Yes. But uh, but yeah, so it's, they've already reached their like I guess they're you know, for how many millions of subscribers they had hoped to, you know they wanted to have by year five. In that range, they've already reached that. So that's that's one of the reasons why apparently when they uh, they had their their stock call this week or whatever one of their investor calls, their stock was actually up, even though they're showing losses on, with the parks and every other division. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, uh, ooh, so Agents of Shield is coming to an end. I believe the season or the series finale may have. It's next there, week. Oh, is it? I was just saying, as we, last night, but it's so as we record, one more as coming. we record. Um, so they're going to be doing an auction of the uh, of more than 500 items from the show uh, through the uh, the prop store, and they will have galleries on their website uh, beginning Uh-oh. August 14th. Uh-oh. I I love looking through those. I I've yet to purchase anything, but. It just seeing some of the props and like oh the doodads and the things and yeah it's really cool. I remember watching uh, looking at one there was uh, when they were getting rid of well after Stargate was all done Mm. there was some different like you could like they were auctioning off consoles and like the from the show like or like dialing gate you know the, the 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 gate dialers and. You know, it's like if you've got room for a whole desk to put in your house and, and you know, a couple hundred dollars to spare, you could have this console from Atlantis. <laughs> you I know what? Crystals. If we had like a nerd store of some sort, either and, and the space, obviously, like a comic store or a toy store or something, I think buying p- a couple of pieces from those auctions would be awesome to put in the store. But yeah. just for like everyday use, especially something big, mm, yeah. 
Well, it's, well exactly. it's always fun to look at. But oh yeah, you guys totally ever, fun to look at. Have you guys heard of Jen might have the the story of the guy who got all the props from the first Alien? No. Oh yeah, I'm sure you've told no. me this story. Okay, so the, the going back to the 70s, obviously when the first Alien movie came out. There's this guy, um, I don't know what he did for a living, but he had some, like, entertainment sort of connections. And he used to run, like, a haunted Halloween house at his home every year. Like, and it was in California, like, Rick Baker, the, the world-famous makeup guy, yep. like, did some of his first, like, makeup jobs at this guy's haunted house. Okay. So Alien was coming out, like it had been filmed and everything, it was coming out, and it had, but it hadn't been released, and this guy contacts people at Fox and was like, hey, we, we think we would love to do kind of an Alien theme for our haunted house this year. Do you have any props we could maybe buy or on loan or anything like that? And 20th Century Fox goes, yeah, sure. And they they had him sign an agreement that, like, he got to keep everything, but on the chance that they did a sequel, they they could borrow it back, and then it would be returned to him later. Okay. So he's thinking, like, you know, he's going to get some laser guns or whatnot, because the movie isn't out. He just has some general idea of what's in it. So, so, so Alien hadn't even come out yet? It hadn't even come out. He just knew about it from, like, a trailer and from the posters around Hollywood. Like, he lived okay. near Hollywood in California. Yeah. So... The the delivery day comes and he stayed home from work and or no, or maybe his wife was home from work or something and tractor trailer truck number one shows up. Oh, shit. And then number two shows up and it was something like three to five transport trucks full of props sets like the whole nine yards because it was also back when there wasn't a market for this sort of stuff yeah like, they would have just kind of thrown it away or yeah and it was in like you know it you think about it a set takes up room oh in yeah a warehouse somewhere like it, it that's a lot and like the amount of stuff this guy ended up getting for free and like the, the the sort of famous part is if you go to the prop store right now, they're auctioning off one of the models of the 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 big model of the Nostromo, which is the the spaceship from it, and it was left out out in his backyard for like two decades because he didn't have the room to put it anywhere. Oh jeez! So it ended up back in like the prop store had it restored there's a whole video on youtube about the restoration like they found a dead possum in it like <laughs> like skeletal remains like it, it had been there for a while all right next next oh we got some big uh, sports news because the rock dwayne johnson and partners purchased the xfl from Vince McMahon, his former boss at WWE. So, you know, it's The Rock, and The Rock doesn't stop in his news. So, what's he going to do with a football league? Who knows? <laughs> uh, ooh, okay, so this came out. There's going to be a Hellboy role-playing game coming to Kickstarter later this summer. Mm, yeah. uh, it's going to be powered by uh, the 5th uh, edition rule set. And uh, this, yeah. is one of the, this is the blurb. It, Stepping into the life of a BPRD agent, players can become a field researcher skilled in the study of the occult, 
a hard-nosed BPRD security agent, a rookie with hidden supernatural powers, and more. And am I going to get it in an effort to fuck up my GM when my current character dies? Hell yeah, I'm going to get it. (laughs) (laughs) Aww. Dan doesn't listen. I'm safe. (laughs) So, uh... Yeah, that should be interesting. I think, you know, yeah. I don't know if we may want, well, when it gets to Kickstarter, we may want to, I don't know, I'd be interested in pooling some some uh, resources into, uh, to per- towards the purchase of it. Yeah, I'll, as long as, I'm going to take As long as I got to play it with for, it. Yeah, for nothing else, like for my Hellboy collection, I might pick it up because, uh, like Manola art, I just love, yeah. and if it's oh, got yeah. some stuff that isn't in other things, but it's also like with it being fifth edition, a game that I'm currently playing is there might be some rules and some magic and some stuff in in this book that might be some weapons to and the, the game I'm doing now. Yeah, like uh, uh, like one of the things that because my my character is a bit of the the tank for our group. Yeah, he's not a sturdy tank. So like my our last session, I nearly died. Like oh, no. I was dead. I saved you. He did, but I. I like, think my I character have this is almost more of a tank. Yeah, you're playing a cleric, Jen. No, I'm playing a fire dr- sorceress. Ooh. Basically, I set everything on fire. Everything. So I, I do have this idea that if my character dies, I want to come back as a ghost. And I have a feeling that Hellboy has rules for that. So. <laughs> or at least a ghost in a suit. Yeah, or something. But it's and my and to be fair to my GM, he pro if I can get like a rule set part, he'd let it. Yeah. So you know, it's the best of all worlds. I'll see what the price is for it though, too. Yeah. Well, also coming to Netflix this September, uh, this actually looks good. There's a trailer for it out now. Uh, there's a new animated series called Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. Oh. And apparently the story of the so it looks like when you watch the trailer, it's these kids that are going to like uh, a summer camp at Jurassic Park. So, But their story takes place on the other side of the island during the same events, like the timeline of Jurassic World. Huh. So on one side of the island, you've got, you know, um, What's-Her-Name and uh, Star-Lord trying to get off the island. And on the other side of the island, you've got this cartoon with these kids getting stuck, getting chased by dinosaurs, too. Uh, The trailer looked actually pretty decent. The animation style looks pretty good. Um, and it comes, yeah, it's coming out in September. Hmm. Uh, what is it with Netflix turning adult movies into kids shows? Are they trying to revive the eighties that way? Cause there's that fast and furious cartoon that's on Netflix as well. Yeah. Hmm. I haven't watched that one yet. Uh, Ooh, so this is a throwback, a follow-up to a story we did a few months ago. Uh, Universal Studios and NMC Theaters have come to a new agreement. Remember, they were they had a fight because Universal yep. put Trolls World Tour out and said, hey, you know, we might just skip theaters with other movies. And so AMC was like, oh, yeah? Well, I don't want to put any of your movies in my theaters then. How do you like them apples? <laughs> and then they forgot, oh, wait, 
they have a new Fast and Furious movie coming out. And oh wait, there's a new Jurassic Park movie coming out. Oh wait, mm-hmm. those, those make a lot of money for us. Mm-hmm. Maybe we yeah. should make a new deal. So they have a new deal. And in this, according to Deadline, uh, Universal movies only need to be in theaters uh, for up to 17 days before they can head to digital services uh, for rental and purchase yeah. for home viewing. How long is the deal for, do we know? Uh, it does not say. Yeah. I, just, I can this see is their that deal while like, it's moving forward or whatever. Yeah. Right? So. Well, I could see that being like a year or two years until seeing how the pandemic kind of floats out after yeah. that point. But, uh, okay. And then sticking in the movie theaters, uh, so Tenant, the movie, that big uh, movie, you know, the movie we know nothing about. Except that there's like backwards time travel or something, and and Christopher Nolan directed it. Yep. So is that what that movie's about? Who knows what it's about? I have no idea what. I have no idea. Uh, So it has been given a new release date. It is being released in theaters in the UK, Europe, Asia, and Canada, August twenty sixth, but uh, will not be released in the states until August uh, until September third. So like a week later. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that's the weekend New Mutants is supposed to come out. Uh, you might be correct. I, I'm pretty sure it's that weekend, which yep. means four new mutants. It just can't catch a fucking break. Yep. Nope. I I really hope that movie's good. Like New Mutants is good, because like the amount of crap that's been piled on it, it would be even worse if it was a terrible movie in some ways. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, okay. yeah, I hope it's good. Uh, um, <laughs> I usually like Christopher Nolan's movies, but um, so far the trailers for this aren't really grabbing me as much. I don't know why. It's but uh, uh, I'll watch it at some point. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure we all will. And I'm just doing one quick last minute, you know, check to see if anything got announced while we were talking here. Oh, I've got something. Go for it. So, uh, Ryan, yes. are you tired of seeing Keanu Reeves kick ass? Um, <laughs> I was just about to say the same thing. But go- Me? No, never. Because John Wick 5 has been announced. <laughs> and I know some people are going, wait, they haven't started filming 4 yet. That is correct. <laughs> they, they haven't started filming 4 yet. But apparently in Lionsgate's uh, quarterly earnings call, which was this week, they announced that they're going to be doing John Wick 5, and the idea is as they will film 4 and 5 back-to-back. So uh, more, a lot more of Keanu Reeves uh, killing guys all over the place and looking awesome. Very efficiently. <laughs> killing guys very efficiently. <laughs> And uh, I, I do have one other one that I just find fascinating. It kind of touches on like our realm of nerdum a little bit. Go so uh, earlier this week, uh, former professional former professional wrestler <laughs> Marty Jannetty uh, put out a Facebook post where he confessed to murder. What? 
and the, no, uh, no, for almost, those who may not be aware, Marty Jannetty was well. He, didn't come out and he say doubled he down he... on it today. Yeah, <laughs> he he didn't in his initial post, but now he's coming out and uh, he was he said he made a man disappear in his initial uh, Facebook post when Marty was thirteen, which I'm no lawyer. But confessing to any sort of murder is probably not the most brilliant of ideas. Doubling down on it by doing an interview where you said you bashed the guy's head in with a brick when you were 13, definitely not helping your case. Now, uh, Mr. Janetti has a history of saying outlandish things on Facebook, but I find it fascinating that like somebody... like openly came out and <laughs> accused himself of murder on mm. Facebook. <laughs> and that is because a he has a yeah, and because he has a bit of celebrity, it's catching like TMZ's been following the case and stuff like that. So it's a uh, it's interesting. I, I I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say there's nothing to it. But the cops in uh are are taking it sort of seriously and looking into it and seeing if uh the timeline matches up to what Mr. Janetti has described in his Facebook post. Hmm. Interesting. But the, yeah, the, the interesting thing, like uh, friends of the show, uh, John and way over at post wrestling and our friend, Alex Greenfield, they all had the same reaction on Twitter of waking up to, to Marty Janetti confessing to murder. Gotta admit, didn't expect that today. I got a couple quick things. One, uh, I know I put it out on our Facebook page, but I, I'm so excited about it that I got to talk about it again. And that's that Star Trek Discovery has an official release date, and it's October 15th, which is the week after Star Trek Lower Decks finishes its run. So as we record this, Lower Decks debuted today, or last Thursday, if you uh, get this podcast as soon as it came, comes out. And it's going to run 10 weeks. And then we have 13 weeks of Star Trek Discovery, which means 23 weeks of Star Trek in a row. This little geek's heart is has grown three sizes today, and I'm very excited about that. You uh, should have, have a doctor look at that. We haven't had this much Star <laughs> Trek in a single calendar year since 1999. Uh, counting um, counting um, Picard, there were 33 episodes of Star Trek released in the year 2020. And uh, so we're uh, we're uh, the 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 days of all Star Trek all the time are coming true. Now the other story I wanted to mention is something that I found while scrolling through my news feeds today, and it's about a comic strip. I don't know if you heard about this story, Brent. There's a comic strip. It's like a one-panel strip called Six Chicks, and basically it's a rotating team of artists female cartoonists, and it's a one-panel strip that appears in uh, various newspapers across the U.S. It's syndicated. And okay. one of their cartoonists, Bianca Shunis, uh, th- released a comic strip a couple of weeks ago that uh, shows an African-American woman and a white woman pushing shopping carts. The African-American woman is wearing a, a mask to you know, that you would wear uh, because they're mandated, the COVID pandemic kind of mask. And she's wearing a T-shirt that says, I can't breathe. The white woman turns to her and says, if you can't breathe, then take that silly mask off. 
And apparently this is was seen as offensive by a lot of people across America. And many newspapers have dropped the strip and posted apologies in its place. Uh, the one newspaper... Uh, post an apology that said Tuesday's edition included a six chicks comic that was inappropriate and offensive. We have notified the syndicate that provides the comic that we will no longer be running six chicks in our newspaper. As a result, we have also requested an apology from them. Our apologies for a cartoon that reflected the exact opposite of what we stand for as a newspaper. Um, I should share a link to this comic strip because in my mind, it's very clear what is happening in this comic strip that it's a commentary on white privilege and uh uh apparently people took it some people took it the opposite way and the cartoonist has gone on twitter to basically explain her stance on the comic strip she's not apologizing for it she is an african-american woman this cartoonist Mm -hmm. and uh it's it's crazy so she said on twitter uh to explain this comic because everyone has been getting it wrong It's easy to assume that the white woman talking is a racist that may or may not be true, but that's not the point. The point is how white people see issues that affect black people as trivial. The whole mask debate has been compared to oppression, which I find incredibly offensive. The fact that white people want to claim oppression now for having to do their civic duty of protecting others is not the black struggle whatsoever. Yet people have assumed for generations that racism is simply about our sensitivity and not a systemic issue. Furthermore, I want this comic to challenge liberal whites who assume that every white person they feel superior over is racist. This is just a random white woman. I don't know her. So I get the opinion that this is a real thing that happened to her in in the uh, in a store somewhere. And uh, it's created a, uh, a shitstorm. I just find it interesting when comics create controversy, and this is a case of that. All right, which brings us to our main point. The review of the Netflix Transformers cartoon available on Netflix. Currently, what is it? Six episodes? Yes. Yeah. Act. This is Arc One: Siege of the Transformers: War for Cybertron, Cybertron Trilogy. Trilogy. Um, I'm gonna leave Ryan for last since he is arguably the biggest Transformers fan out mm-hmm. of us. Uh, who wants to go, Jen or uh, Kevin? Which one of you wants to go first? Let Kevin uh, go first. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have watched all six episodes. I think I'm done. Um, I okay, felt, good. It's not just me. <laughs> I felt lost. Um, I felt like unless I was someone like Ryan who has lived, sli- sli- lived, breathed, slept, and ate Transformers for the last 30 years, uh, I, 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 I couldn't pick up what was going on. I get, I get that there is this all robot planet with very few people on it like and by people i mean giant robots alien robots that turn into earth vehicles um and uh there are two sides fighting for some reason and they have to get a macguffin to save what's left of the planet and there are some moral issues apparently and yeah i just didn't care i'm sorry I thought right. I thought the designs were cool. I liked that the that the characters looked like the old toys and not those weird mechanical things that are in the Transformers movies. Um, yeah. But I didn't 
I didn't care for the characterization of anybody. There was nobody I was rooting for. Optimus Prime seemed like a big jerk. He kept telling his his people to shut up and listen to him. It wasn't. Yeah, I, I I just. Oh, I'm sorry. It was gray. It was. You gray. don't have to be sorry for your opinions. That's my like, opinion. That's your, that is your yeah, take yeah. on it. And very little happened in the first few episodes. They saved everything for episode six. Like, why didn't they just release this as a movie? Yeah. That's a good question. Don't know. I feel yeah. the same way. Like, it's meant to be watched as six episodes, like, kind of all, all together. At, at least it's one yeah. story, but yeah. Jen, what uh, I kind of know what your thoughts are because I was sitting beside you the entire time you were watching it. But uh, how did you feel yeah, about just, the show? I kind of feel the same way as Kevin. Like I think I understand. Like having lived with Brent for however many <laughs> years we've been together, I feel like I have absorbed a lot of trans- Transformers through osmosis. But I mean, also as a kid, I had all of my cousins are male except for one. So I mean, I saw the toys as a kid and I have a younger brother so I did see some of the older stuff when I was younger but I honestly I found these six episodes to be kind of boring um I I had a hard time telling the Transformers apart Mm -hmm. because like the general guy and Optimus Prime look the same the two the two white ones look the same um or maybe there was three white ones I'm not sure because they all look the same and like they all voices all sound the same um, I was happy that there were some female characters, but then I had the whole, like, why do robots have genders? Like, why? Why are there <laughs> female robots? Why are they all male robots? Then they start talking about genocide. I'm like, they're robots. How do they reproduce? Can't you just build more? They're robots. So, I mean, if, I had a lot of didn't questions. It, <laughs> didn't it seem like those giant buildings were all very empty? Like, there were only about a dozen characters in the whole thing like yeah. if, if this was their home world and there had been a huge war like where where are all the survivors uh, i have well yeah there's but anyway hold on i have one more thought <laughs> and, and then ryan can can give us his opinions but i mean the other thing that i found was like the whole plot is that it's the decepticons who are the bad guys versus the autobots who are the good guys but as they were explaining why they were fighting i found myself siding with the decepticons (laughs) i mean they were which i know i'm not supposed to but i was like okay they are they were designed or bred or programmed or whatever to be the servants to do the shit jobs while the autobots were the were the basically the uh the nobles in the the uh autocratic society and basically the autobots were like putting down the decepticons so the decepticons rose up and revolt and I'm like, that's good. They should do that. It should be more equal. I can, I can like almost see Ryan like, Ur! so you can correct me after. But then, okay, I don't agree with Megatron though because genocide is bad. But I was totally on Team Jetfire, the the um, airplane that switched to become an Autobot. Mm-hmm. He had it right because he was fighting as a Decepticon because he believed that there should be equality. But he doesn't believe in genocide, so he wanted to stop there. Which I'm like, yes, that's that's how you should go. But I was like, so the Autobots are fighting so that they could be Lords of Cybertron again because they don't like that the Decepticons want equality? That's what I got out of it. And I could be <laughs> totally off. But that that was my take on it. <laughs> okay, your turn, Ryan. <laughs> well, you're right. You, you are totally off, Jen. 
I probably am, but like I said, that's what I got the, out of it. The, the, uh, <laughs> so you, you missed well, you missed the part where they 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 the Autobots and Decepticons, or at least Megatron and Optimus Prime, were both fighting for the same thing at first. They I both didn't understand that whole over, part. <laughs> they fought together to to kind of overrule the like there was like. And it wasn't because you know, it wasn't an Autobots or Decepticons. There was just Cybertronians, but it was very much a form meets like, if whatever your form is is what you are. Like if you're, uh, you know, like when Megatron talks about coming out of the mines and the fighting pits, it's because you know he's a big brutish. Like, he's always a tank in this, so he you know, in other versions of comics where they've gone this route. No, that meant you know he worked in these mines on one of the moons and then rose up as a as a resistance or like a you know to to overthrow the ruling party or the ruling autocrat uh, not Autobots but like uh, one of the, the ruling class. No, yeah, the ruling nobility like or whatever. Yeah. Your you know form is your function. Like if you're so like yeah, if you're a stethoscope, then you're a scientist. If you're a truck, then you move stuff. Uh, if you're, you know, so like, if you're a, a big tank-like thing, then guess what? You're a big brute. You go work in the mines, and that's all you do. Or you fight in the gladiator pits or shit like that, right? So you didn't right. get to choose and decide to be like, well, maybe I want to be a scientist, even though I right. transform into a tank. But that was, right. so the Autobots were for that as well. The big split is that, you know, like Optimus Prime says, Megatron became power hungry and pretty much became what, you know, just get, started getting to the point where he became what he, what he hated. Like he wants to control everything, everybody to listen to him and do what he says his way, which is also means, Oh, you don't, you don't, you disagree. I shoot you. You're okay. Dead. Now I have a question. Okay. So does that mean that before there were the Autobots and the Decepticons, there was a third group of robots of cybertronians no they were just just like bumblebee they were not there was no allegiances well then why is there a virus why is there a virus that wipes out only autobots Mm -hmm. good question i don't know also why is their spaceship not a robot why is it just a spaceship also Mm -hmm. why are there gigantic robots that do shit (laughs) i don't understand yeah (laughs) The so like Omega Supreme gigantic robots that yeah. don't do shit. Well, they're the guardians, and that's you know. What so, are they guarding like, against? Hey. Their planet got destroyed. <laughs> okay, so now, this isn't these... part of this. Okay. Ryan, I have, I have from... a question. Are these things that you knew going into watching this, or did you learn these from watching this six episode miniseries? Some of both. Okay, see that's a problem. Like, well, it I, depends on which stuff you're asking me. What do I know about, like, okay. The Guardians. Well, I, Did you know Guardians, all this stuff about the Guardians? I, I know stuff about the Guardians from the comics, which might not be the same as what they're dealing with here in the, in the cartoon. The Guardians, okay. all they've said here is that the Guardians, they guard Cybertron, but they don't pick a fight. You know, they said in the cartoon, they're not picking a side. Now, were you, you were familiar with all these characters going in, right? Some characters, yes. Okay. But for the most part, like, yes. I, with, you know, without 
having to look closely to see which symbol was on their chests. There was no real way to tell who the Autobots were and who the Decepticons were, unless you had an intimate knowledge of these characters. And, and people were switching sides, or Transformers were switching sides. It was hard to keep track of. And Yeah, well, but see, right there, that just goes to show that, really, in the end, they're almost fighting for the same thing. They almost have the same idea, except, you know... Then why didn't you they got just your have power a party and sit down and chat? Because it's been, they you know... They tried that's not that. What the, they tried that at the beginning, and it doesn't work. And Other now Optimus fu- Prime ended up being captured because of that. Yeah, Ultra Magnus. Yeah, he looks exactly like Ultra... Uh, uh, the only r- the way I could tell the difference is because one had a thing over his mouth and the other one didn't. Yeah. <laughs> he also has... Ultra Magnus also has the big white, like, stacks coming off his shoulder. Yeah, so and he's too. different colored. Yes. <laughs> Which makes me go back to you guys saying that you couldn't tell the difference between people. It's like, they were clearly all different colors and different oh, shapes. Oh, I'm not were saying you paying I attention? I could, I'm not saying I couldn't tell one character apart from another, but there was Jen very... Jen said she couldn't. There was, I was, maybe wasn't paying 100% attention, I'm going to admit. Okay. There was very little that distinguished an Autobot from a Decepticon. Well, except, and, and, yeah, and well, but that could be the same thing could be said for a lot of people in wars. So, I mean, obviously this show is not designed for new fans or young kids. This is not a kids cartoon. Oh. Oh, this is a no. show. Oh. This is a show that is designed for middle-aged guys who've grown for older up with fans. Yeah. Older fans. Yes. And I'm like I don't want to like shit all over it because it's not my thing. I mean, well Ryan, you haven't said exactly how you feel about it yet, but I just I mean I have issues with it because I am not a Transformers fan. And like I just admitted, I did not pay 100% attention because I'm not a Transformers fan. But if you are a Transformers fan and you loved this, I, I'm like, I'm happy for you to, to love what you love. It just doesn't, I don't understand. I don't particularly get it personally. So I'm sorry if anybody is offended by my opinions of this, but I'm just, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I am this, I'm in the same boat as you. But I would like to hear Ryan's opinions, you know, regardless of what we just said, how he thought of it as the the Transformer fan. Uh, does Brent want to talk about it at all? Uh, no, uh, you go first, and then okay. because I have a feeling that you and I are close. But yeah, and, and I do yeah, have a couple Brent points is also yeah. Brent is also a big Transformers fan. So let's see. Um, did I like it? Yeah, I liked it. Was it perfect? No, it wasn't perfect. Um, was it slow at times? Yes. Did I have to watch it in chunks? Because, yeah, there, there was, I, I didn't sit through and watch all six episodes in one run. I couldn't do it. I watched, like, the first three, then I watched the next two, and then I ended up having to rewatch the last one because I watched it and fell asleep watching I watched it when I was tired and fell asleep. Um, so, I... I think it's a good setup. I think in the end, this will be need to be really judged between, especially since they're calling it, you know, like arc one. In the end, it'll probably need to be judged by how it, as a story, it works through all three as an overall story. Um, there are some good things about this, and I liked that 
you know, there was some more character done to the, with the characters compared to, uh, you know, past iterations of the cartoon. Like, if you sit down and watch G1 Transformers, which is just a big toy commercial, like, you're not going to yeah. get, um, you know, the hints at relationships, like, with Alita, with, uh, Alita 1 and Optimus Prime. And I did like that. Yeah, and you're not going to see Transformers die. Like, you saw multiple Transformers die in this. Yeah. Or Autobots. Um, we saw a Decepticon change sides and sacrifice himself for an Autobot who helped him oh, see the light. Yeah, that part was kind of sad. <laughs> I forget uh, the guy's name, but he was purple. No, he was yellow and blue. Oh, I thought he was purple. Yellow and purple. No, you would. I thought he was purple and yellow. Was he purple? Maybe it's yeah. just the color yeah. on on the TV. Okay, <laughs> the, you know, and it is like the coloring. It is a dark. Like, it is a, a the style they've gone for. Uh, you know, they've mimicked the new toys uh, almost to a fault. They they do look like the toys, but like there are some things about it, like some of the extra kibble that you get on a toy to make it into an actual you know, toy that transforms that you usually don't see in the cartoons. You saw it in some spots on uh, in some of the characters, which was a little awkward or so at points. But I say, okay, well at least they're showing that stuff and they're making it look like the toys. So if you're a kid and you go and buy an Optimus Prime and you watch him on this cartoon, it looks like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Not like it was back in our day. <laughs> oh. Okay, but did you enjoy watching it though? So, like I said, I enjoyed it. I, mean, I didn't love it. I didn't think it was perfect. Um, I'll probably I'll sit down and watch it again. Do you want to watch the next two, the continuation? Yes, I look forward. I look forward to what, what I, I'm assuming from the because there's the little tease at the end that yeah, the, the, now they'll be on Earth, which also makes sense because the next the next wave of toys is called Earthrise, so they'll be on Earth, and then they'll look more like Earth vehicles mm. than they do in the uh, stylized. So, like, the Seekers, like, uh, Starscream and Thundercracker, like, the Jets, um, those ones, instead of being those triangular-shaped jets, they'll look like, you know, like American fighter jets, like F-15s in the next season, right? Because they'll take the form of the classic Earth vehicles, and so they can be Transformers, you know, in disguise. I did like that they had Alita 1, who was, like, the second-in-command basically and then they had the other two girls so i mean i did enjoy that there was like i said some female representation yeah now so like one thing that they did here versus you know so in the in the more modern comics um they started they actually addressed the whole gender thing like you were saying why they're robots yeah. they don't have gender why do they have um, gender yeah yeah and that so really it's not gender necessarily it's more of a personality and because there are and so to us they appear female-ish or male but to them it's just they're all cybertronians and it doesn't there's no no and then they don't yeah they don't make baby robots by uh, bumping (laughs) gears together uh, the way Transformers are born 
is the Cybertronic, the AllSpark. Uh, there'll be there's what they call you know this is because this is the stuff from the comics, not yeah, from okay. the cartoon, not yeah, from none of this was in the cartoon that no, we watched. No, no, not in that cartoon. So there's like they they called them the Spark Fields, and it would be like these fields on Cybertron where they you know Cybertron would produce sparks, and a spark is the the heart of a transformer. It's what makes a transformer yes. a transformer. Uh, it's their life. It's their you know. That's why when you you know when they, all his spark went out or all this stuff about the spark, that's what that is. And so that's mm. so the the sparks would be harvested, and then put into a proto form, which would be like just a basic body, which would then be modified into whatever that spark was going to be. Oh, so. so if that spark is a jet, then that spark becomes a jet. If it sparks a truck, then that sparks a truck. And then if it's so, a dinosaur, okay. well, then you messed up. So the spark becomes a jet, and then the jet, because it's a jet, has to be a specific, do a specific task. Yes, and but then that's why. The reason there's an uprising, hang on, I'm just working through yep. this in my head. The, yep. the reason there's an uprising was because the jet maybe decided, even though I'm a jet, I don't want to do whatever jets do i want to do what the trucks do yeah but then wouldn't the spark have turned him into a truck because if it's the spark that controls what shape you are and the sparks also what controls yeah but it's not like who you are your personality yeah but it was the people that were in charge that were telling you you're a truck you do this you're a jet you do this so it's not the spark that the spark does the form, but not the function. It was the Cybertronians that did the function, despite of the form. I get it. Yeah. Okay. And and your your form dictated your function. Yes. Okay. See, like I think I just needed uh, Ryan to explain this show to me before I watched it. You needed the backstory <laughs> of why they were fighting each other that they didn't tell you about, but yeah. 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 See that because it's making that more sense now. <laughs> one of the issues yeah. with the show, though, right? Yeah, is like if, it's, a, it's like this is definitely made for fans. This isn't a newcomer show. No, right? like unless it, it's a they just, do explain you explain some watch... things, but not in depth. Oh yeah, it's and if you're if it's a newcomers to watch to just be like, you want to see transport robots fight each other? Here you go. If you don't want to really think too hard about it, don't think too hard about it, and just sit back and relax. Um, oh, yeah. There's a few uh, like other like fan, well, some some fan service things in there. Of course, like uh, the uh, well, Brent, one of Brent's favorite parts, I think. Or Sound Blaster. Sound Blaster. The is he the guy so, with no head? No, no. Sound Blaster is the uh, the Soundwave, the the clone of Soundwave that didn't work out well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, Brent squeed when he came up. <laughs> when you notice, if you look at him. His symbol's not a Decepticon symbol either. If it's not yeah, or an Autobot, it, like, it, it is like a different symbol. <laughs> which I was, yeah. Which I would, I would like to, like, I kind of want to know what that symbol was uh, because I didn't recognize. I think it was it. probably the two of them much together, but it looked like almost, yeah. Um. So my thoughts on the series is like this: this isn't for newcomers, which is kind of a shame in some ways. Yeah. But I really like the animation on it. Um, I think the biggest drawback on the entire thing is the voice cast that they assembled for this show mm. is, and I did some reading on it. I'm like, why didn't they get Peter Cullen for Optimus Prime? Because he's been like, 
He's been Optimus Prime in the Michael Bay movies and everything else for the last couple of years. And apparently, in order to cut costs, the uh, Rooster Teeth went with a non-union voice cast. So that's why that's why Peter Cullen and Frank Welker and like some of the other like guys who are associated with Transformers weren't brought back because they're all union and they would have cost more. Um, the and to me, and it's not even so much Peter Cullen not being there, but it's like the all the voices sounded the same. Like the like the, the, if you closed your eyes, if you were uh, a blind person trying to to watch this on descriptive video, <laughs> you, you wouldn't have gotten very far because all the characters sound like they're the same dude doing the voice or pretty <laughs> close to maybe, it. Maybe maybe that's why I had a hard time telling them apart because, like I said, I wasn't paying a hundred percent attention; I was more listening. So maybe yeah. that yeah. was more than yeah. I wonder if it had if if those were the. Uh the bit of a titty robot effect they put on all the voices didn't help. Yeah, it it well, the, the, the combination of all of it probably yeah. just does it. Like there, there are some distinctions, but not, not really, really heavy. And it's yeah. just the voice voice cast they chose. Um, I'm like, it was okay. I think the set is like a really good setup. It's what they do in the next chapter will sort of whether I finish chapter two and go on to chapter three or not. You know what I mean? Like, if it's it's not any better than this, I'm probably going to drop out. Because it's it's like the animation points in it were pretty good and things like that but the 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 overall it it really now granted this is the first like sort of non-in-house thing rooster teeth has done with somebody else's property like there's red versus blue which they is like even though it's 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 their own world then oh yeah no exactly i would never yeah i wouldn't say no yeah that's their own and every every other pretty yeah every other one they've come out with or in animation wise has always been yeah, their own creations. Like even Genlock was an original thing, right? Yeah. So like this might some of my complaints might be them just kind of still getting their feet wet and trying to figure shit out. Yeah. But uh, like and like like you said the 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 models for the characters are really good, but almost like too close to the toys at times. But you know, there's some inside jokes in there that worked well. And like my, my second favorite transformer Jetfire, has a lot of screen time. So that was cool. <laughs> but, uh, overall, now, like, I, I, it was all right. I forget where I saw it. It was somebody's, someone, maybe it was one of our friends on Facebook uh, had posted, they were watching it, and a friend of theirs posted, they watched, they were watching with their son when their son was like, started, I guess one of his favorite characters is Jetfire, and starts off like, oh, noticing right away, well, Jetfire's a Decepticon, what's going on? Oh, and, and even, you know, in the original G1, just yeah, he started off as a Decepticon, but then quickly changed sides once he realized yeah. what Megatron and them were all about. So it's you know interesting that they kept, they went back to that point with this and had him 
actually being like the leader of the seekers and all that. Yeah, his was so, my favorite plot. Yeah. Like I liked his story arc. Yeah. So overall, um I I would put this in the middle, like in terms of recommendations to like if you're not a fan of Transformers, this is not going to convert you one nope. bit. <laughs> it's, you're yeah. going to be lost. But if you are a fan, uh, I would I would give it a watch. I think yep. that's the best way of putting it. Can I ask, as a non-fan, does this overwrite other continuities? Like, is this? Oh, this is its own thing. This really. is its every, own thing. Every new every new cartoon is a, is a new continuity. Okay. It's yeah. Uh, like, it's sort of really based on only... the comics and sort of based on a couple other things, but it's not anything like yeah. concrete. No. There's really only ever been one Transformers cartoon that I watched on a regular basis, and that was Beast Wars. And that was because it was done by the Reboot people, and I was really into Reboot at the time, so I wanted to see what their next show was. And I kind of liked that show, but it, that's the only sort of tra- Transformers thing that I've ever sort of followed. If you follow follow my drift now, but by the time we get the third at the third act in this, we could be getting into beast wars in -hmm. some part from what I've, uh, that's a lot of the rumor speculation is that the next, uh, toy one, uh, wave in this whole line is beast wars. Um, and then I think I did read somewhere, that there may be, if not on in, as part of this cartoon, there's talk of doing a new Beast Wars cartoon. That mm. wouldn't surprise me. They've got to they've got to keep all the properties alive somehow. Oh yeah, and they they have done you know at least in the not in the summer, I don't know about the current comic continuity because I stopped um, when the comics that I was reading finished, and they reset things. Uh, I took that as a chance to step away for a while. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the current new Transformer stories are, but uh, in the ones that they, that they finished, uh, they had brought uh, Beast uh, Beast Transformers. They were just like another one of the multiple uh, colonies. Like there's uh, Bumblebee when they first uh, find the, the the space bridge. And uh, they asked the one, the one of the Transformers asked Bumblebee if he's ever been off world, and he talks about how he used to go do uh, go racing on Velocitron, I think it was called, uh, all the time. Well, that's one of the Cybertronian colonies. That's another one of their worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, during the whole Civil War, they've been cut off because you know, yeah, the space bridges get broken when all you do is fight. Yeah. So okay. it wouldn't be genocide because there are other Cybertronians on other worlds. Oh God! <laughs> yes, but it would still be genocide if you're killing off a whole group of people that are different than you because they're different than you. Yeah, but okay. you're not killing off everybody. Or in this case, if they're trying to use the Allspark to reprogram them to think, you know, so you're just mentally killing them. Hmm. <laughs> for the love of war and peace and transformers yep alrighty so that brings us to the end of another episode and we're going to go with geek fix who wants to go first 
I shall go first. And I know I told Brent I was going to promote my own stuff, but I changed my mind because I did watch a cool thing in the last two weeks. And that was the movie Batman with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. <laughs> that is a good movie. That Yes, it is. is. Now, having said that, watching it on a high-def television... Um, I do not have Crave, so I couldn't just stream it. It's only on Crave in Canada. I actually rented it from um, Cineplex. Uh, I do that quite often. You get scene points if you rent movies on their app. Um, and, you know, it was a high-def high transfer of the, of the movie. And it, it does show its age, you know, the sort of uh, that sort of shadowing that you see around models in special effects shots and that kind of stuff. But it is a fun movie with a good Batman and a good uh, Joker and a fun plot. It doesn't take itself too seriously like future Batman movies do. It doesn't it doesn't take itself too campily like the 60s Batman did. Batman is the first movie I remember standing in line at midnight to go and see. I was 17 years old when Batman came out. I wore my Batman t-shirt. I stood in a line outside the theater. Like, Batman is a quintessential film from my youth. And, um, like, Ryan loves the Transformers. I love Michael Keaton's Batman. So, yes, watch Batman. Next. Uh, I'll go. So my geek pick is oddly on topic for our conversation uh, because I got the first issue of Transformers and My Little Pony, Friendship in Disguise. <laughs> Which I did not get because I'm a Transformers fan, but I did get because I'm a My Little Pony fan. And it's adorable. Uh, even Brent read it. <laughs> so it's the very, very good. first The very, very first panel is... Um, a pony who is a fan of Daring Do, which is like the in-universe Indiana Jones pony. And the pony is like, <laughs> this is why these nonsense crossover stories shouldn't ever happen. What continuity is this supposed to take place in? And he just goes on and on. And then the guy who's selling the comic is like, I think it's just supposed to be fun. So I love that they call that out in like the very first panel. Um, so basically, I'm not entirely sure what the plot is going to be, but chrysalis who is a changeling decides that she wants other changelings to come and help her so she accidentally opens a portal and the changelings that she summons are the transformers ha 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 so she hooks up with the decepticons and the uh, my little ponies hook up with the autobots and bumblebee is like don't worry we're gonna turn into cars to blend in to avoid scaring anyone does this help and twilight sparkles like ah uh, no because <laughs> they don't have cars because they're ponies i and really like the panel with uh, with C queen chrysalis riding the tank megatron yeah because <laughs> it's, it's just sort of a juxtaposition of like both of those like sets of characters so awesomely it's, it, it was a lot of fun i I yeah. am looking forward to reading the rest of the series. So. Yeah. Oh my! It, it now, looks super cute. Are the Transformers drawn cutesy in cutesy pony style, or are the ponies drawn in badass Transformer style? 
Um, the ponies are drawn as they always are, and the Transformers are probably in the slightly cutesy style, but not really. It's They're like G1 style, aren't they? Yeah, and yeah. very much like the cartoon. Like, very animated looking. Yeah. Like, softer than we've seen them in a couple decades. Yeah, but not, like, round and squishy soft. Yeah. Just, they just like, look to fit a little bit closer to the My Little Pony aesthetic, but still to stand out. Um... And the color palette is very much like the the pony color palette. Like it's that sort of. It, it's it's hard for me to explain. It's the the comic book colorist is the one doing a lot of the heavy lifting in making Ooh. everything kind of match. Mm. But they're still their same colors, right? Like. Yeah, it's just the. They didn't make Optimus Prime pink. He's still red. No, <laughs> and, but it's it's the it's, it's like the shading red and the highlights. Yeah, it's the... like the red that they use in the My Little Pony comic, as opposed yeah. to the red they use in the Transformers one. It's still red at the end of the day, but it's got like kind of a shade to it that it just I, I it, took, it works really well. I, I, I took really a picture. Enjoyed. Yeah, I took a picture of the cover and put it on our Instagram. So if you want to just see what the cover looks like, you can look there. Um, and Ryan, you're welcome to read this if you want. <laughs> I'll probably borrow it from you later, for sure. Yeah, it's super cute. It's going to be, what, three issues or four issues total? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Now, you know, that's, that's not the first crossover between those two properties, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think you sent me a, or Brent sent me a, um, just a, a panel from one. Yeah. Well, that's We're all that is. Oh, yeah. I'm not even thinking of that. I'm thinking oh, of the, uh, the the Michael Bay movie, the first of uh, the... Blah, blah, is it the first one of the Marky Mark movies? When the, yeah, with the whole, you know, when the scientists, the, they dig up the Transformers metal, whatever they were calling it, and there was like, they, they're in the lab and they're making it turn into different things. And yeah. they make it turn into a gun, and they make it turn into a My Little Pony at one point. Oh, yeah. do they? Yeah. Uh, I barely That's remember funny. That's that okay. Movie. That movie is barely rememberable. Ponies and Transformers are from the same toy company? Yep. Yes. yes. Hasbro. That's why they can do this without being we're, we're, getting, we're getting a little bit closer for me to be able to write the My Little Pony G.I. Joe crossover that I want to do. Yep. I still think you should pitch that before somebody else If I else had does. the ear of an editor at IDW, I would have. Because <laughs> I, I have like the, the perfect issue that I, I'll talk about it off air so nobody steals my idea. But I, I have a pretty good setup for for this follow-up. But Cool. Um, Ryan, what's your geek pick this week? Uh, my geek pick is another show I watched over the weekend. Uh, season two of the Umbrella Academy came to Netflix this past weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah I still gotta watch That's, that. Yeah. yeah, if you haven't finished season one, finish it. So you oh, can we watch finished season that two. already. Uh, I, uh, I think I enjoyed season two more than season one. Oh. No, cool. Now, there are some things... No, I'm not going to go into any major details. This isn't a review of it. No, it's a review of it, but... Uh, you know, we'll do that I later. I wish there was more more action with the, them using their powers. You know, yeah, they didn't do much with them. You know, that's pretty much my big complaint from Season 1, and probably my biggest complaint about Season 2. But all in all, 
um, I found myself enjoying the episodes of season two more than I remember enjoying season one. Cool. But yeah, so it's on Netflix. Watch it. All righty. So mine is, uh, again, I'm uh, weirdly going with somebody else's podcast. Uh, it's a friend of the show, uh, Fred Kennedy, is doing on his podcast, which is good. The podcast itself is called Issue Zero. But yeah. he is doing a, a radio play of a Star Wars story that he has written called Mud 79. And it's about, like, uh, a rifleman in the Imperial Army. Like, not even a stormtrooper. Like, the the lower army guys. And so, like, like Solo it, was? Yeah. Like, uh, those guys. And it is really good. Like, it, and I'm not just saying that because I like Fred. Like, it's very well done. And is inspiring me to kind of think of uh, I've had an idea for our podcast to do something sort of similar in, not as serious as Fred's doing but uh, something similar and it's sort of getting me kind of off my ass to do it more because now like listening to his podcast it sounds good like and they use Star Wars sound effects and shit like that and the writing is really good and it's like okay it it's possible. Maybe I can pull this off too. But, uh, and like, also, if you are in the uh, Toronto comic book content, like, community, there's a lot of Easter eggs in terms of the people he got to do voices. <laughs> it's uh, um, a lot of local artists have been pulled in for uh, voice casting in the show. Mm. And, uh, yeah, basically they're they're positioned on a planet that makes a mineral that the Empire really wants, and then uh, shit starts to go wrong. That's the easiest way of me explaining it without doing any spoilers. But it, <laughs> it's it, like, very it's, good. It's really worth the listen. Yeah, definitely you should listen. Um, so that's it for this week. Next week we have. Something? <laughs> Tune in, find out. Oh, we'll, we'll be we'll be doing something. <laughs> we'll, we'll be here. We'll, we'll be, be talking. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, there, it, but that doesn't mean there might not be something else new popping up on one of the streaming services that we've just forgotten about. Because time slipping away this year so yeah. bad, and, and Lord knows. Stuff just keeps coming out on these on these streaming services. Uh, come back in two weeks for uh, another episode, but come back next week for another episode of Sailor Snacking. Mm-hmm. Yay! Our, our show about snacks and Sailor Moon. That is the best <laughs> podcast. Not counting this one, I feel obliged uh, to say. <laughs> oh, that's it for this episode. For- Stay tuned for Kevin's episode of True Nor- or of uh, Sailor Snacking on August thirty first. Ah, it's coming up soon. Okay, now you can do the intro. So much editing. No, just <laughs> let it let it ride. Let it ride. <laughs> Good night, kids. Good night. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com. 
or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us. 